It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Hood Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Saints podcast, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints. We are brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get to hear the local experts on the biggest stories your team every day. Ross Jackson here, your host, covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, like nobody else does it. Lead analyst over at AllSaintsConsidered.com, your source for up-to-the-minute Saints news for Saints fans by Saints fans, and you know what it is. Go ahead and throw me a follow on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. If this is your first time catching the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share. It's a big help to me, and then also will help you keep up to date when each new episode drops every Monday through Friday. And don't forget that anytime that you're about to get on the road, you can take the show with you. I like road trips. I'll come along. Just tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Saints to tune into the show. Episodes are usually just about the perfect amount of time for your daily drive. All right, so let's get into today's Thursday episode of Locked on Saints. Today, I want to discuss the tight end position and need and uh, it, it just sort of in a little bit more depth than we have before. Uh, a big tight end contract was signed today and that will affect the way that the market might shape out so which options can the saints pursue in free agency and the draft we'll look at that in our first segment then let's talk about mock drafts from around the web and where other sites sort of have the saints selecting in the second round and then we'll close everything out of course we're taking a look at some of the biggest stories from around the league all that and a little bit of land yet right here on today's episode of locked on saints your team every day All right, so let's get started with the signing that happened today. So the Baltimore Ravens went ahead and re-signed tight end Nick Boyle, who you probably never heard of. Uh, He's mostly been noted as a blocking tight end six foot four 270 pounds with 504 speed uh, not the huge pass catcher or anything like that he's been a solid blocking guy many refer to him sort of as the tight end three over there well they went ahead and re-signed him for three years 18 million dollars that is six million dollars a year for a guy that's basically a severely undersized offensive lineman. He was drafted in 2015, spent four years with the Ravens, drafted in the same draft as tight end Max Williams, who's expected to hit free agency this offseason, and has a total of 75 catches, 613 yards, and zero touchdowns to his name. Now, don't get me wrong, not every team values tight ends the same way that the Saints do in terms of pass-catching ability, but Jesus Christ, if you're going to sign him for three years, $18 million, he better be able to catch something, as far as I'm concerned. And then if you're going to go out there and also talk about how he was going to be the best tight end on the market in three years, he's got to be able to do more than get in somebody's way. So this is a little bit of a signing that is confusing a lot of people 
at the moment and is one that's going to affect the market because you look at a guy like Jared Cook, who is an outstanding blocker, who is an outstanding pass catcher. And if Nick Boyle is getting, you know, six thousand six million dollars a year to potentially sit behind the two other rookies that were drafted in 2018 and Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews, you got to wonder how much he's going to be able to get now as a free agent. And Jared Cook, of course, was one of those guys that the Saints could be targeting in free agency in terms of bringing in a veteran tight end. But at this point, I imagine that his price point is going to be ridiculously high. So with that being the case, where can the Saints go from here in terms of filling that need at tight end? Well, they could still go for maybe one of those mid-level tight ends. It's kind of somebody like Jesse James. Uh, Jesse James is, you know, uh, a really kind of a better tight end. I mean, I would say all around a better tight end than uh, Nick Boyle. Even when you look at Jesse James as a run blocker, uh, you know, you can look at the pro football focus grades. And last year, he was right around the same way, averaged over the same length of career, four years, around the same sort of grade for run blocking. And then he was he's a better pass blocker as well. Uh, and he's a much better receiver with 133 catches and nine touchdowns in just about the same amount of time in terms of years. That includes him only getting nine catches and one touchdown in 2015, his rookie season. So that's, you know, so I look at that and I say, okay, you know, if I, if you got to pay a little bit of extra money for somebody like Jesse James who can come in and do both, then absolutely. Or you could look for somebody that has been, you know, sort of underutilized and shows some potential like Demetrius Harris out of Kansas City. Demetrius Harris currently sits or is coming off of what was a uh, three year deal, six point three million dollars there so he made over three years what Nick Boyle is set now to make in basically a season so that's kind of crazy but you know he's somebody that's been in the league for a little while he's 28 now came into the league undrafted with the Chiefs in 2013 underutilized but has the size and everything that you look for in a tight end and can be somebody to you know that can effectively make a difference but then if the Saints decide that they don't want to go free agency then there are a lot of options for them in the draft of course We've talked about a lot of folks, but I want to put some other people on your radar. We've talked about Dawson Knox. We know, you know, he was severely underutilized over at Ole Miss. Uh, we know that there are other tight ends out there as well on the market, like Jay Sternberger, who's coming out of Texas A&M. Shorthanded guy. He's got all of that. Needs a little bit of work as a blocker. But again, the Saints don't really care about that. They've got Josh Hill, who's an outstanding blocker. And they've got Garrett Griffin now, who's also an outstanding blocker. So they've got a pair of those guys. I don't think that they're going to be deterred from drafting a tight end just because of their, you know, some challenges that they have with blocking. The only thing with Jay Sternberger is that he's a little undersized, six foot four. 251 pounds. However, when it comes to the Saints, you know, they tried to make Deion Yelder work uh, out of Western Kentucky University last year. He stood at six foot three. So obviously they're not going to start, you know, being concerned about size at that point. Now, there are a couple of other sort of later round guys that I want to put on your radar as well. One of my favorites right now, Kahali Waring or Waring, uh, who performed super, super well in uh, the, well, no, I, won't, I won't say super, super well in the combine, but really sort of like made some money in the combine. Coming out of San Diego State University, uh, played very well there, ran a 4.67 40-yard dash and also jumped a 36.5 vertical leap with a 122-inch broad jump. He is somebody that is a good inline blocker as well as somebody that can line up in the slot. Um, an NFL, let's see, it was a West Coast scout for an NFC team told 
uh, NFL.com that he's an exciting prospect to watch because he hasn't played much football and he still has big time flashes. He's one of those guys who is good at everything in high school athletics and that usually translates out on the field. He was also a walk-on, much like Dawson Knox. I always like the walk-on mentality of having to come in and scrap in order to get where you need to be. Uh, so I'm looking at him as maybe one of those guys that could still be there in the fifth round, but could sneak into an earlier pick if the Saints were to you know trade up or anything like that. We know they're aggressive with their draft capital. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. And then one more guy that I want to put on your radar as well is Josh Oliver out of San Jose State. Six foot five, 249 with 33 and a half inch arms and 10 and three quarter inch hands. Great pass catcher. Uh, he ran a four six three forty with 22 bench reps, 34 inch vertical leap, and then a 117 inch broad jump as well. He also ran the 60 yard shuttle, which not a lot of players do. His NFL comparison, according to NFL.com on his scouting report, is Vance McDonald. Not a bad uh, comparison to have at all. And then for them, it was a West Coast scout for an AFC team that said, I had him as my sleeper this summer, but he's just put too much on tape to stay a sleeper. He can work in the slot, and he needs to get better as a blocker so that he can stay on the field on every down. So, look. For the Saints, he can work in the slot. That's fantastic. He can work as an inline receiver. That's fantastic. He's got speed and he can catch. He's got big hands. He's one of those guys. He doesn't drop a lot of passes. That's a concern with Kali Waring right now is that he drops a lot of easy passes and things like that. But he also had a quarterback that consistently threw balls into the ground. So that's one thing that kind of sets these two guys apart. But Josh Oliver is somebody I would definitely keep an eye on and maybe just some combination of both of these elements, right? Like maybe they go for a lower level tight end in free agency like um, Demetrius Harris. Or maybe they go for Austin Safarian Jenkins, who can't really leverage a lot of production because he didn't have a ton of production last year at all with I think it was only like 90 receiving yards. And he can't really sell himself on his success from a couple of years ago with the Jets. So maybe that's somebody that can't really leverage too much. Same thing for Demetrius Harris, doesn't have a lot of production to show. And then so maybe they go from one of those lower level guys and then also add in the draft one of these other tight ends to go ahead and give them some competition in training camp and then see who sticks, right? So yeah, this Nick Boyle contract's a little crazy and is going to shake up the tight end market a little bit, but mostly for top tier guys like Jared Cook. Saints should still have a lot of options out there in order to address this need at a pass catching tight end in the offseason, whether it be through free agency or the draft. So stick around because when we come back, we're going to keep talking about the draft, went through a bunch of national sites to figure out where they have the Saints going in the second round. So we'll discuss that and then we'll wrap up the show by taking a look at some of the biggest stories from around the league got that coming up for you right here on locked on saints your team every day thank you for being here hey guys it's joe marino being around sports media and a fan of the buffalo bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience what if the seahawks let marshawn run on the one yard line with the super bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
All right, Huda Nation, welcome back to Locked on Saints, your team every day. Remember, if this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, thank you and thank you so much for being here and welcome. Please be sure to subscribe and share. Helps me out a ton, but also helps you stay up to date with everything going on with the New Orleans Saints because I'm bringing you episodes every Monday through Friday all through the offseason, making sure that you are up to date with everything you need to know about your favorite team. And also, if you're going to be, you know, maybe you're going on a road trip soon or you're about to head out to work, anything like that, remember you can play the podcast in your car by telling your smart device to play podcast live. Locked on Saints. All right, so we are here now to take a look at some mock drafts from around the web, just looking at where certain sites, you know, where some sites have the Saints selecting in the second round. So we'll start off with some familiar sites. First, Roy Anderson over at Fansided's Who That Dish just posted one about five hours ago where he has the Saints going Will Greer in the second round. Uh, Anderson says that, look, there it's unlikely that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be staying in New Orleans after free agency. So, you know, it's about time that the Saints go ahead and try to find somebody to take over as the heir apparent for Drew Brees. And Will, you know, as he says, Will Greer is as good a shot as the Saints are going to get in this draft. So not mad at that. Like the idea of them going quarterback, if there's somebody up there that's like, above Daniel Jones. You know what I mean? Somebody that's up there. Uh, in 2018, Will Greer threw for 3,864 yards, 67%, 37 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Has a little bit of a uh, reputation for having a bad attitude, but really it's just kind of disagreeing with stuff with coaches and things like that. Didn't have a great senior bowl, but that is what it is. And as Will says here, I'm sorry, as Roy says here, um, you know, nothing that a good sit down with Sean Payton can't cure. All right, so now we're moving forward to Big Easy magazine our good friend Barry Hersius over there mocked in the second round Debo Samuel this was of course pre-combine but again Debo Samuel is an outstanding option for the Saints if they were to decide to go wide receiver early in the draft which I think they might wait a little bit but 62 receptions 882 yards 11 touchdowns he also has some kick return explosiveness first team all American he's got all of that uh, on you know going for him as well you know, the Saints did just spend a third round pick on Traquan Smith. He was a little inconsistent last year. Not sure if they're going to be ready to give up on him yet. But if they were, Debo Samuel would be an outstanding option to plug in in his place, you know, as Ted Ginn Jr. starts to work his way out of New Orleans here going into his contract year. Uh, for the next one, we're going to jump over to Whole Nine Sports. Uh, their whole staff did a mock draft. This was pre-combine as well. But Dylan Sanders over there mocked Caleb Wilson to the Saints. I still love Caleb Wilson. He's not a tight end that you're hearing about much anymore, and I'm okay with that. Uh, hometown of Dallas, Texas, six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, nine and three quarter inch hands, but one of the fastest, actually the second fastest, to run the forty in uh, among tight ends at the combine four five six on that forty, a twenty nine inch vertical jump, which isn't great in a one hundred thirteen inch broad jump, but you know what? Look, this is a guy that has you know big time ability as a pass catching tight end he's not a blocker again we don't really care about that uh, he's got some technique stuff that he'll need to work out but he's going to be able to do that with an NFL staff and of course yet another one of those tight ends in the NCAA this year that was just severely underutilized all right so now we're going to some more maybe national sites that don't necessarily have a grasp on what the specific needs for the Saints are for instance here fan sided did a uh, seventh round mock draft for the Saints. This is from Rucker Herringly about three days ago. So this is post combine and he has Bryce Love going to the Saints in the second round trying to fill in for Mark Ingram who he is operating under the assumption will not resign with the Saints in this scenario. Bryce Love tore his ACL back in December. He's not going to be ready until the middle of training camp according to Herringer. Uh, this is not I, I'll, I'd rather drink bleach. I'd rather drink bleach. All right so moving on. Uh, Pro 
Football Network. This was actually sent to me by a friend, Corey Ashburn, writer over there. Uh, he has in round two the Saints going after Dawson Knox. This is a great draft because they went with Dawson Knox. I love this draft. Uh, again, six foot four, 254 pounds, maybe a little undersized, but again, for New Orleans who tried to make Deion Yelder work at six foot three, not a big deal. Uh, he is considered one of the fastest tight ends in the draft, even though he did not run at the combine. We will see his time at his pro day. Ashburn also credits Knox as a smooth route runner and strong hands and is also smart and manipulative defenders as a former quarterback. That's something we can also say about Caleb Wilson, by the way. He was a former dual threat quarterback and receiver in college. So that's a good quality uh, for, you know, being able to get into, well, first of all, having expanded route tree as a tight end, being a former wide receiver, and then having a basic knowledge of zone coverage so that you can find holes in the zone. Sticking with Dawson Knox here at pick two or at round two pick 62 the draft network here i believe that this was tampa bay trey pretty sure yeah trey uh, trevor sycamore who did this um he, they have dawson he's got dawson knox going to the saints here in the second round one of his favorite prospects so i, I don't really have much more to say on him just want to say it's more than just me y'all it's more than just me i'm all about dawson knox too but they're out there the Dawson Knox believers are out there. All right. So uh, NBC Sports has a mock draft 15.0. God, I hope I don't, I don't do that many mock drafts this offseason. I would annoy the hell out of y'all. Uh, Post NFL combine second round mock draft. Pick number 62. They have the Saints going Riley Ridley. Now, Riley Ridley didn't really stand out a ton. He was one of the several Georgia prospects to struggle at the combine. He, you know, didn't run a great 40. He was in the low 30s in his vertical. But, you know, you can look at his film and you can see he's, you know, he's known as a playmaker. He did a pretty good job in Georgia at doing that. So he could be somebody that the Saints can look at and, you know, feel like, yes, we can absolutely develop. Uh, they don't really give an expanded reason of why the Saints select here, but they do also mention that the first selection that the Saints could seek a replacement for free agent Mark Ingram, stop, stop. Even if the Saints have to replace Mark Ingram, I highly doubt it's happening as early in the second round with a position that the NFL doesn't value anymore. It's kind of like safety at this point. Like no one values the draft the draft position of running backs anymore. All right, so moving forward, uh, Fantasy Pros here with pick number 62 has Texas A&M tight end Jay Sternberger, tight end, of course, a very popular pick for the Saints this year in the second round because it you know, they've got great tight ends. Uh, this is a great tight end class. So this is somebody that could be, you know, hold a position role over the middle of the field, uh, but can also go deep. Uh, he's one of those guys that has the body to block as well, and he loves to do it. He'll just need to, you know, shape up and figure out how he's going to do it at the NFL level. And then finally, we'll wrap up with a pair here from DraftWire. This DraftWire one is before, this was a seventh round mock before the combine, where they had the Saints selecting Marquise Brown. An updated four-round mock draft came out from the DraftWire after the combine, which had the Saints selecting Debo Samuel after Marquise Brown went to the Cleveland Browns at pick number 49. I have more on that, more thoughts on that with what the Cleveland Browns might be doing. So we're going to talk about that here on the other side. I'm going to go ahead and go to break. But that is uh, sort of our mock draft roundup for right now. I'll try to keep those updated as we go through free agency and everything. And then, of course, you'll see my my first post-combine pre-free agency mock draft that's all going to get blown up in a week uh, coming out later on this week. So that's going to do it for right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the biggest stories from around the league, including some potential good news for LSU fans, but bad news for Saints fans in terms of what Cleveland is trying, might, is rumored of what they might be trying to do this offseason. All right, so stick around. we got that coming up for you right here on Locked On Saints, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, family. Welcome back to Locked On Saints, your team every day. Time now for us to jump into some of the big news from around the league. The biggest, of course, has to center around Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown, at least for right now. I've got another one that I feel like is pretty big, too, but it's more of a rumor. So according to the Steelers, we should expect to see a trade sometime as early as Friday. So by the end of this week, before the weekend, whatever, however you want to say it, it is coming down soon. Apparently, according to Ian Rappaport, three new teams jumped into sort of the the, the ring uh, over the course of the last few couple of days. Uh, but the Jets and the Cardinals are pretty much officially out of the competition. The most consistent team name being there was the Raiders. But let's not forget that the Saints have been sort of noted as a dark horse in this whole race for Antonio Brown. So there's a potential for that to happen and for us to figure out exactly where it is that Antonio Brown is ending up within the next 48 hours or so. If he ends up in New Orleans again, like I said, I wouldn't be pissed about it. I I can understand why they would make the move. And again, I understand the on-field quality that he provides. But at the same time, I'm good, love, enjoy. Next, we have some news coming out of Cleveland. There was a lot of sneaky stuff going on on Twitter. Lots of people talking about, all oh, the rumors that are coming out of Cleveland are crazy, yada, yada, yada. But nobody coming with details until Benjamin Albright, the homie, stepped up and said and sent out this tweet. I'll read it verbatim. Since others won't, I will. Basically, the rumor that's out there with many variations is Kevin Zeitler and draft picks plus another player for Odell Beckham. I cannot stress enough that this is a rumor and not currently coming from any known creditable source. So remember, rumors, rumors, rumors. But let's all just take a moment, because if you're a Saints fan, you might also be an LSU fan. If you are an LSU fan, tap into that side of yourself and understand how special it would be for Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry to be teammates in the NFL, right? After, you know, consistent, after paralleling their careers coming out of LSU, paralleling their careers the entire NFL, the time that they've been in the NFL, setting the same records, breaking each other's records, sort of hitting the same benchmarks throughout their career, and then finally ending up back in the same place, and then having a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. If anybody is going to do something like this, it's going to be John Dorsey, who is like nuts and so much fun to watch in that, you know, from this perspective of like watching him sort of make these moves and then, you know, be risky and say, you know what, we've played conservative as a team for a very long time. I'm getting rid of this coach. I'm getting rid of this person. I'm bringing in this guy that I believe in and I'm going to go after these big time guys, these big ticket guys. So it's a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, you got to love the Cleveland Browns, man. Like everything that they've gone through as a franchise and as terrible as they've been for so long gotta love him so i would love to see something like this because i really want odell beckham jr to have a quarterback in front of him and right now he doesn't and you know look the the giants decided to pay 17 million dollars to eli manning this year and zero dollars to landon collins this year which kind of tells you everything you need to know about the quarterback situation in new york in some nfc south news the buccaneers picked up the 2019 option on right tackle demar dotson probably another yeah so this comes right after re-signing donovan smith to a three-year 40 
$1.5 million deal. I imagine that Cam Jordan is equally excited about this option being picked up for DeMar Dotson as he was about Donovan Smith being, being re-signed. Uh, remember that the Saints in 2017 racked up six sacks against the team. The two games that they played in 2018 racked up another four, so that's 10 sacks over the last two years. So that might be yet another recruiting tool in order to get Alex Okafor to re-sign with New Orleans this year. And finally, we'll talk about a little bit of a familiar face here. Cornerback Dominique Rogers-Cromarty, who retired uh, about five months ago, has ended his retirement, is coming out of retirement, and is ready to play football again. At 32 years old, not bad for a corner. That's not a position that ages as quickly. So the Saints were in the running for DRC last year before he ended up with a one-year deal with Oakland. The Saints signed Patrick Robinson. Everything was fine. There was still some interest in him before he signed with Oakland, but there was no need at this point. The Saints have, you know, they, they got, they traded for... Eli Apple during the season. They've got Marshawn Lattimore, of course. Patrick Robinson's coming back from injury. They've already tendered the exclusive rights free agent, Justin Hardy. So they've got four corners on the roster with PJ Williams being potential to return. We'll see what happens with him. So the Saints are pretty set at corner. They're certainly set on the outside with Marshawn Lattimore and Eli Apple. They're really looking for depth in special teams. And I think that Dominique Rogers Camardi is going to be looking to do a little bit more than that in his return to the NFL. All right, y'all, that is going to do it for me today. Make sure you come back for tomorrow's episode. That will be the final episode of the week, and that's going to be completely dedicated to making sure that you have all the information you need to know as we gear up for free agency. Teams can start contacting players on Monday, and then the signing can begin at 4 p.m. on the 13th. So that is all right around the corner. If you have any questions, anything like that, hit me up at Ross Jackson ASC. You can also join the Locked on Saints Facebook group and get your questions in over there as well. And then, of course, we should be getting some news soon about Antonio Brown and where he's going. So I'll keep you up to date with that. And then, of course, any other emergency news that you need to know about will be right here on Locked on Saints. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming through. Once again, I am Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And please be sure to rate, review, share, all of that. It helps out a ton. To find Locked on Saints, just tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Saints. And be sure to subscribe so you know when the newest episodes drop every Monday through Friday. Thank you so much for all your support, for being here, and for having helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints. And trust who that nation, I'll holla at you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.